Hello, gorgeous. Hey, Gorge, how are you? I'm fucking wonderful, how are you? I'm fucking great. Girl, nice Foo Fighter shirt. Thank you. What the fuck have you been up to? Uh, I saw the Foo Fighters yesterday. Just <laughs> like, no big deal. MBD. Madison Square Garden had their first show. Hell yes. And it was the Foo Fighters, so of course I had to go. Of course. It was amazing. I'm pretty sure I mentioned how I like cry at concerts a lot. You do? Did yeah. you cry at a Foo Fighters concert? I sure did. Like, it, like it's like this first note. I was like... <laughs> um, <laughs> well, just because it was that thing of like, I haven't seen live music in over a year. Yeah. And that's, Best of You does kind of get me sometimes, I will. Oh, imagine. for sure. Yeah. But it was just that thing of... Of I my soul needed it so much, and I'd yeah, gone for such cathartic, a long time. I feel like. Yeah, so I was just like, I'm so happy. <laughs> um, but then I got that that um, went away very quickly because I had to like you know rock out. Of course, obviously, it's it was the amazing. Food fighters, yeah. What are you gonna <laughs> not rock out with your cock out? Come on, girl, you got yeah. to. But it was really funny, and I'm just remembering this this moment. So I was seated on the aisle, and some chick like stood next to me who didn't have a seat, I guess. I don't oh, know where the fuck her seat was. Okay. But she one was those, like, yeah. she's one of those. Cool, fun. Cool. And like, here's the thing. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. That's fine. She was clearly very jazzed about Foo Fighters, as were all of us. Yeah. It's the uh, only correct response. Correct. Yes. And, but then she like did that thing of like, she slapped my arm like three times. <gasps> Get, don't touch me. Get the fuck away Don't fucking me. touch me. No. Don't we're fucking touch friends. me. No. 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 <laughs> Literally. And, just no. And I'm someone who's a very, like, lovey, huggy, touchy person. Yeah. But that needs to be established of, like, I'm going to do that do with that you. Me. Yeah. Um, I don't know who the fuck you are. Otherwise, fuck off. Don't touch me. Don't fucking touch me. Like, yes, Dave Grohl is amazing. That's one of the top four reasons we're doing this podcast is because I need to be successful so that Dave Grohl <laughs> and us can hang out. That's top four reasons, truly. And then, and then I'll like, it'll be like, Dave will be like, hey, I think you're cool. You should like come and like hang out. I'll be like, cool. I'll bring the like Vogue Clicquot and a bucket of KFC because I found out that's his favorite like snack. And I'm like, I oh, got you, okay. fucking Dave. Like when they're done. I was like, with- is that your ideal date? Why did that come up? No, I, I heard it on some, <laughs> some podcast he was talking about. <laughs> he's going to see you and he's like, you're my dream woman. Marry me. I mean, you know, yeah. And apparently that's his vibe. I mean, his wife seems lovely, but. Because he's been married twice. Okay. The first one, he was like 20, and it's like, whatever. Third Everyone has that. <laughs> there you go. But his, his second wife, or his current, his wife, let's call it his wife, when he met her, he slipped her his number with a note that says, it was something to the effect of, would you be down to be my next ex-wife? <laughs> and I'm like, well Dave, played, I'm sir. obsessed with well you. Ah. But, um... I mean, who can say no to that? Cool. Yeah. So this woman... And then she was, like, wanting high fives. And then I, like, gave her a high five. And then <laughs> and then she, like, touched me again. And I was like, I was like, okay, Monique, it's going to be fine. Like, don't allow this woman to ruin this experience. She's going to leave. She's not yeah. going to be here anymore. Like, she's going to leave. I'm going to will that into the universe, and she's going to fucking go. So she goes, like, touch me again. I was like, hi. I'm, like, really just, like, not into being touched. And she's like, oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. And then, and I was like, this chick's just going to leave. And then, like, five minutes later, she did. I was like, and she went to some other people that she could, like, fucking touch, touch all over. Touch like, great. High five. Great. Um, it was fucking amazing. I mean, it's, I think, my third? It's, like, my third or fourth. And okay. And they think two-hour shows are bullshit. 
Oh, so it's way longer than it's, two hours. Yeah. It's like, oh. a, yeah. And, and they're the type that they, a lot of times are like, we would play longer, but the union rules like don't allow us to because of like the stagehands and shit. Oh shit. Like really? they're like, they're like, we get cut off at like three hours. Damn. And I'm like, Dave, you're amazing. That's great. You're I'm sure. Amazing. I love I'm you sure everyone so else in the back much. is like, oh my God. Okay. Like we get it. Let's go. I want to go home. It's fucking late. I don't know. I think, I think it's just not possible for people to not be jazzed. And that was something that was so heartwarming too of, like the the people who worked at MSG were so happy. Oh, I'm they sure. They were so happy, and it was just that. Ah, uh, it's like contagious. Like everyone, yeah, and they were there. just like so happy that they were there and employed and welcoming us back, and it was just so lovely and so wonderful. New York is back, baby. Fuck yes. Also, in that vein, uh, on Saturday. I saw someone for the first time do heroin on the street. Oh, shit. New York is back. Baby. Hell yeah. I was like, wouldn't have been my first time. So yeah, no, it was like broad daylight, daylight. like 1 p.m. in the garment district. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing you're saying is really that surprising. Right. It should be like all of those things should mean that it's like a kind of nicer area and it's not. I mean, it's, it's like not, it was just, you know, it doesn't matter where you are though. I remember getting off the bus on 23rd street, like in the middle of the fucking city at nine o'clock in the morning and turning and looking next to me like, is this dude pissing on the fucking sidewalk? And like, yeah, he's like pissing. Like literally there's fucking six lanes of traffic. Like Mm -hmm. there's people walking by with coffee and like walking their dogs. And this man literally has his dick out on the sidewalk and he's pissing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Great. And I was like, it is like nine 30 in the morning, right? Like just making sure that's Mm -hmm. where we're at. Oh, totally. It's not like you're blackout drunk and it's two o'clock and no one can see you, two in the morning and no one can see you. Like, yeah, dude. Well, you know, and here's the thing. I'm certain that people have definitely done heroin in my periphery. Oh, I'm for sure. Certain. I was like, usually they're a little subtle about it and, you know. I don't even think that's the case. I think I'm very tunnel visiony when I'm going somewhere. Oh, well, yeah, you can't make eye contact because that's, that's an invitation for People for them to engage, engage you. yes yeah no you literally like people you can tell when people are trying to make the eye contact and i just have like the dead dead thousand miles right. there like no well no i'm just like very like i need to get to where i'm going yeah. and the thing the reason why i think i noticed it was because i had done all the things i needed to do so i was like let's mosey let's oh. walk on we're walking mm-hmm. on back home and i was like holy fuck this is just happening like on the sidewalk well and a good day to you sir wow <laughs> <laughs> so it's you know. pretty crazy it's pretty crazy i mean my new favorite thing is because marijuana has been decriminalized yeah and now it's legal to basically smoke anywhere where you can legally smoke tobacco which is, is that, everywhere. Basically everywhere except in so doors. yeah you can smoke like on the sidewalk and shit literally i've like walked by restaurants where people are just like rolling joints like on the table of the restaurant i'm like this is this is great. This I saw is that the kind happening. of world I want to live in. Actually, <laughs> it's amazing. I saw that happening on my way here, on on my way to. But I was like, also like, it's nine in the morning. Wake and bake, man. I told you. I mean, that, yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. so. I don't know. It's just, it's not my vice, so yeah, I don't get there it. There you go. Little coffee, little cannabis. They pair nicely. Oh, there you go. Um, also, I realized. Uh, <laughs> so last week's episode, the the first whatever twenty minutes where we were just bullshitting. While we were recording, 
it wasn't really established that that was going to be used in the episode. We were just kind of talking and bullshitting. Yes, Which yes. wouldn't seem that way because of the magic of post-production. But <laughs> hey. it started with like, welcome to another fucking horror podcast. Which, let's do that now. Welcome. This is another fucking horror podcast. I'm Monique Sanchez. I'm Amy Trayton. Because we went the entire episode and realized we never introduced it. So. <laughs> and then literally like on the break between stories, it was like, yeah, we got to like slip that in. Was it on the break or was it at the very end? I thought it was on the break, oh. but yeah. But, uh, and then, and then the magic of post, Amy put out the tippy top. So that's why, for instance, when Amy's talking about my sweatshirt, I didn't explain what was written on it because it didn't occur to me that we were actually going to use that. That we were going to use yeah. that. So. But then it just melted into everything else. And yeah. Like, okay. That's every conversation. Yeah. It just, it's the domino that leads to the yeah. other thing. So, uh, for those of you who are like Dying waiting with know, bated yeah. breath as to what the fuck my sweatshirt said. It looks like a Patagonia sweatshirt and it says, uh, adventures out there. And then in a small parens underneath it, but then again, so are people, which is what Amy was. Which is perfect. Chuckling. At. Yes. It is. It's it is really, it's like, I can't get over how perfect it is for you. Yeah. But I was like, why didn't I explain this? And I'm like, Oh, because we, just, we had no idea we were going to use We were recording, that. but we were really just talking and we were just like, eh. Yeah. I think at one point we literally were like, are we start? Have we started? What's happening? It's like, are we going to use this? It's like, no, yeah, who knows? Fuck it. We're going to find out. Uh, also, I finally finished the Dirty John Betty oh, Broderick. Shit. How was it? I mean, a piece of me. I thought it was really good. Okay. However. Caveat. All right. Caveat. It was exceedingly kind and forgiving to Betty Broderick. To her, yeah. And they left out shit that negated that. To, to Because it's like, you can't say that this chick... Like, and here's the thing. So basically, the whole... It's posited that she basically was gaslit into being, like, crazy, into, like, murdering her, like, ex-husband okay. and, and new wife. Sure. Fantastic. Wonderful. Great. So, and because, it, you know, he's a cliche. He was, like, a lawyer... He studied to be a doctor, the, the husband studied to be a doctor, and then he was like, mm, this is kind of not for me, and then went to law school and then specialized, <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you fucking I just imagine? I killed myself. Okay. Can you imagine? I, no. Fuck that. That's Fuck one of those things that. that you're like, even if this kills my soul, I got to. Yeah. I've invested so much time into this. So he's like, mm, not for me, so I'm going to go to law school, and then he specialized in uh, medical malpractice lawsuits. Okay. And he was like, I have That's this specialty yeah. because I, I know the ins and outs and I know how that these things could have been prevented. So he became wildly successful, made a fuck ton of money. Amazing. Great. And he, in true to form, there was some chick who worked like, who was like the receptionist at the building. Okay. And then he like hired her to be a paralegal or to do like stuff in the office. And then just kind of like climbed, had her like climb the ladder and Betty's like, hmm, um, no, I don't like this. Like, get rid of her. I don't like this. And like a month later, she ends up calling his office and she's still working there. Okay. And how it is portrayed in the series is he comes home and she's like, what the fuck? I thought I told you a month ago to get rid of her or like you're out of the house. And he was like, no, 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 sweetheart you don't understand. I pay for everything. So like I run this motherfucker. So yeah. you don't get to tell me I, I leave my fucking house. Like, and she's staying like, fuck you, which is kind of dick, but you know, whatever. What actually happened is he came home to a bonfire of his clothes. 
oh shit that is very different when he was like what the fuck it's like she picked up the phone oh my god okay that's really different and it's really hard to have sympathy for someone who Who does does that that and see her like as not fucking crazy yeah which is why they removed it i'm guessing so it was a thing of like it was very kind to betty broderick and especially you know with a lot of the true crime stuff that's come out in the last few years that is re-examining things and re-examining cases and re-examining the justice system and how how really flawed it was especially like in the 80s and like you know the menendez brothers case how they were portrayed and what actually happened is very very different and and if it was tried now, it probably wouldn't have been the same result. Yeah, truly, for sure. So with that, I think it is a bit... And of course, it's a TV show. Like, you still have to make like a good TV show. Yeah. But I find it a bit irresponsible because then people are going to be like, poor Betty Broderick. And it's like, no, she's yeah, trash. Especially she's they, fucking crazy. Or like most people and don't look shit up after the fact and be like, hey, I need to find out if this was actually real. And like... And be like, no, that bitch yeah. is crazy. And she was up for parole recently. And the judge was like, you're fucking nuts. And you still don't have any remorse about what you did. So no, you're not paroled. Yeah. You know? Ugh. Ugh. So, and um. the judge is saying that, like. I mean. Yeah. Look at your life. Look at your choices. Girl. Yeah. But Amanda Pete's a queen. Of course. She's great. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it. But, but just know, if you watch it, it is a very forgiving, um portrayal of betty broderick and it's a very humanizing one which i don't think she really deserves okay shit i don't really know anything about the case to be perfectly honest so oh she basically um her husband started fucking around on her which sorry but that happens a lot to people uh it's a bummer but it does like you get a divorce and they they got a divorce and i mean he was a lawyer so he knew like the intricacies of the law and he kind of fucked her with everything, but also like, she was like, well, if I just don't show up to court or I just don't have a lawyer, then he can't okay. do anything. <laughs> All right. Okay. Right. That's not how that works. That's not how that works. Yeah. So basically it was like, cool, cool, cool. Like, you know, just, and her lawyer, who is, he's, he plays, uh, the, the like head guy in, in the office, David Wallace plays her lawyer. Oh shit. One of her lawyers okay. because she's. And he's, like, early on, he's like, you think if you don't play in the game, you can't lose? But you can. Yeah. And and the thing is, you're not even going to win if you're not playing in the game. So they get divorced. He ends up marrying the other chick. And, like, she, like, can't let it go. Like, she keeps breaking into his house. One Christmas, she broke into the house and, like, fucked up all of the presents like open them up and like like you're fucking nuts and she ends up like in the middle of of the night three years after they've been divorced like kills both of them shoots both of them in the middle of the night okay and it's like like she steals her daughter's keys and like it's like bitch you're fucking crazy and also get over it like it's a bummer yeah yes you did a lot of shit for this dude and it didn't work out and he's legally fucking you but like Get over it. Yeah. Like, move on with your fucking life. Yeah. And I know she was, like, in a sexual relationship with someone. Like, I don't know if it was, like, boyfriend level or just, like, banging. Like, you know, no judgment. Whatever. But even with that, like, she couldn't get over it. Like, move the fuck on. Yeah. Get a therapist. Move the fuck on. So that's, like, that's the case. Yeah. Essentially. Uh, Yeah. Like, this bitch was fucking crazy. She was fucking crazy. And, like, I have been devastated by breakups. And I've done shit that I definitely wouldn't 
been have to done. Yeah. No. No. Because that's crazy. Because it's fucking crazy. Yeah. And and because Amanda Beats amazing, she made her look sympathetic. But I I thought it was kind of irresponsible how sympathetic they made her look. Yeah. I yeah I have a problem with that as well. But again, Amanda Pete Queen. All right. I thought it was well done. I can't out. get over Christian Slater's face. <laughs> it just doesn't look good. It doesn't yeah. look good. And you know, like the smile lines, they're sexy. I like them. Yeah. You know? Age graciously. Like, yeah. Like, um, there's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. Like, fuck. You don't need to look like you're fucking 30 still. Because guess what? You're not going to. You're not going to look, look like 30. a fucking weirdo. Yeah, you look like weird. Exactly. You don't, yeah. you're not like, fuck, you look amazing. Like, although my mother said that it's because Elizabeth Taylor said that the trick is to start when you're in your 30s. So it's little, it's little adjustments. Yes. It's a little nip and tuck. Not a, all at know, once. Not yeah. all at once. And it's like, holy fuck, what happened to your face? Yeah. With the fucking G-force on there. <laughs> yeah. Right. You got anything else? No, I'm very boring this week. I mean, Loki is amazing and I'm obsessed, but I'm not going to talk your ear off about it this whole time. So if you love Marvel things, get Hit Disney me Plus. up on, on Instagram so you can chat with, it, chat with her about it. I'm obsessed. I'm so into it. Comes out on Wednesday. I literally am like counting down the days. Mm. I can't handle my life. I'm also very excited. Well, the new episode comes out Wednesday. Or the, the whole thing comes out Wednesday. No, new episode comes okay. out Wednesday. So there's two out right now. And then by the time this airs, three will be out. Cool. So... First two episodes are amazing. Super fucking excited. I'm here for it. Also, I haven't seen it yet because it literally just premiered yesterday, but Rick and Morty season five premiered. Mm. So I'm fucking thrilled because that's my jam. Amazing. Oh my God. I just finished uh, the season of Handmaid's Tale. Did you, I'm really <sighs> behind. I am like, I think Girl, a couple seasons behind. This the part. last episode. Is it done too? Is it like finished? No, there's, I think there's one more season. One more season? I think they're ending it after next season, but... Yeah, I had to take a little break from it. It was a little too... It's a lot. A little too close to home on that Just one. A little too... Power through. Okay. Power through, because We're this last five. episode... Worth it? Oh my god, Monique's face, oh you guys. Okay, shit. Oh my god. Uh, oh my god. All right, fuck. Christina, because we do the thing of like, have you watched it? Did you watch it? Like, yeah. I, I, like <laughs> watch it right now. Watch Stop it right now. Thing. Watch yeah, it. What yeah. are you doing, though? So she texts me and she's like, do you watch it? I was like, no, man, I'm like working my fucking tits off. Yeah. I, I have like the time I have is to sleep. I have, and to, and then the other time is to research the story. And yes. Do this. That's it. That's the only time I've had in the last couple weeks. So I, cause I think it came out like a, a week or two ago. Like I'm super late yeah, to watch okay. it. And I finally watched it. And I was like, and I'm like watching. I was like, eh, yeah, okay. Like it's a good episode, whatever. And then like the end happens and I was like, oh my God. This is why Christina was freaking yes. out. Yes. It's so good. Oh my God. It's yeah. so good. But yeah, I guess I really haven't been able. I, look, I see my, <laughs> I see how much I've spiked the audio I'm talking about handmaids. But uh, it's, it's great. I, I, and I get it. It definitely is feels very close to home that you're like I don't need to do this I don't need to yeah. do this yeah but it like chef's kiss it's, Ooh, it's great alright it's great I'll have to go back to it then my mom's been raving about it too honestly and I'm just like <sighs> Diana hit me up let's let's <laughs> kiki about it <laughs> hey man we, we talked about uh, yeah Mayor of Easttown before I finished it all yes uh, yes fuck. so good now I'm just speaking out about Loki hey MVD. lots of people like it Lots of people like the Marvel Universe. That's why they... Why? That's why it's so popular. That's why there's 8,000 things of them. That's... <laughs>
Yes. That's it's funny very because true. the more I put it off, the more they make. It's very true. That's, they're not going to stop. Moving. They're not going to stop. Only so I just, just kind of feel like I have to yeah. just abandon even the thought of that quest because I just That's can't. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. I've accepted that. I'm not going to try to force you into it. Well, it's a thing like, I wish I could pick up like one of them, but I can't because I don't have the backstory of the 57 movies that came before it. So I have to watch all those things to understand what the fuck is happening. That's my issue with it. Yeah, kind of. Because they'd be like, yeah, let's watch this one thing. It's like, I can't though, because I'm like, who the fuck are all these people? Yeah. Ragnarok's kind of, I feel like the only one you can really safely do that with. And still, you like kind of need a little information maybe. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's the issue that I have with it. If not, I would like pick and choose like, okay, like. Yeah. Because they're not isolated things anymore. It's not like I can watch a Spider-Man. Right. And yeah, know exactly what's going on. And because they're going to tell. Yeah, it's it's its own story. Thing. Yes. Great. Like, no, it's like, I can't watch this other movie because it's tied to these other fucking movies. Even if it's not a sequel, it's still like in the universe. In the universe. So you don't know who the fuck is who. Like, I can't do it. I'm like, you know, that's fine. No, I'm no, not that, that invested. In these people, anyway. So that's, that's okay. I get that. I also watched the new season of Working Moms, which is a really good, really funny show, if you oh, haven't seen it. Is that Netflix? It is on Netflix, okay. yes. I believe it's actually a Netflix original. Even if you're not a mom, hysterical. Because I'm, like we say, hashtag not a mother. <laughs> yes. But I thoroughly enjoy it. The cast is fucking great. Who's in it? It's a Canadian show. <laughs> I'm awful because I literally only know her as Maureen Ponderosa from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And that's obviously not her name, which is actually terrible because not only is she the star of it, she also writes it and directs the show as well. So Catherine Reitman is her name, but I always think of her as Maureen Ponderosa from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which if you guys watch that show, you'll know exactly who the fuck I'm talking about. So, but she's in it. She's fucking great. It's hysterical. Check it out. There's like fucking five seasons too. So, Oh shit. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And even if you're not a mom, very funny. You'll very much enjoy it. Amazing. Yeah. Anything else? No. You know, exciting. I'm you good. can just like fucking live in life going to concerts. Yeah, man. Yeah. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. All right. Guess what that means. <gasps> time for Monique to regale us with a spooky paranormal story. It sure is. Are you ready? I'm so fucking ready. Are you fucking ready? I'm never ready. You know this. (laughs) I'm never ready. Never prepared for it. So guys, it's been a minute since we've had like a tried and true (gasps) ghost story. It has been a minute. And because of that, I felt I had no choice but to go back to the OG celebrity ghost stories. (gasps) (laughs) <laughs> so happy just like i'm fucking giddy now i'm so fucking thrilled here for it yeah man Girl, it's tell me it's one of my favorite segments so as all right who's the celebrity lay it on me girl fred dreyer oh okay yeah i'm gonna get into who he was i was like should i know who that is, is that i'm nope. the worst with names i don't think so okay i'm gonna say and then uh you let me know amazing fred dreyer is an American actor, radio host, screenwriter, and former defensive end in the NFL. For 13 years, Fred played in the NFL beginning in 1969 and recorded 104 career sacks with the New York Giants and the LA Rams and is the only NFL player to score two safeties in one game. So if that means anything to you. I was like, I don't know if that's impressive or not, but I'll take it. I think it is. I don't know. Go sports. Yay. Fun fact, Carl Weathers was his teammate when he played for the San Diego Aztecs. 
Also, fun you fact. Know that Carl Weathers played. Okay. What I have written. Also, fun fact. I had no idea <laughs> Carl Weathers was a football player. <laughs> Literally no idea. Zero idea. Oh my God. He's Apollo hey. Greed and he's a predator. Yeah. And he's Carl Weathers in Arrested Development. I was like, golf, maybe, I thought, but yeah. Yeah, because he's in Happy Gilmore. Yeah. No, I had no idea who's a football player. I had no idea. He's nailing the acting game. Let me fucking tell Yeah, you. shit. Fucking nailing it. But apparently, they played football together. <laughs> That's beautiful. This is very informative. I love it. No, I needed this information, Monique. You have no idea how happy it makes me that you didn't know that, because I was like... No, fuck, so expecting you to be like, yeah, yeah obviously. obviously. No. No. <laughs> nope. I had no, I had no idea. idea. No. I had no idea. <laughs> I'm really it. hoping, though, that I get in the cash cab one day, and that's one of my fucking questions, and I'm going to nail it. San Diego Aztecs, baby. Fuck yes. Boom. Oh, also, I'm such a trash person. I didn't list any of my sources. Girl. Um Well, celebrity ghost stories, right? Yeah, I, got, I mean, I got a source. few other ones. Okay. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I had... kind of did, technically, I did. Yes. I named a source. Um, because I had to give it a goog, obviously. Oh, yeah. So we got wikipedia.com. ConnecticutHistory.org, FrederickGunn.org, InformationCradle.com, and obviously Celebrity Ghost Stories. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. So following his retirement from football, he had a successful career as a film and TV actor, famously starring in the series Hunter. So I looked up his IMDb and I was like, what the fuck? I was like, is there anything he's been in that I might know? He's in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He's in a lot of stuff, actually. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Like, he's done a lot of stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. If I hadn't fallen asleep through most of that, that would be... But he, and he's done. Wait, who the fuck is he in Agents of Shield? I think it's like a one-off. Um, then I definitely don't know. Yeah, but he he's in a lot of stuff. Like he's it's lots of like cop type stuff. So he's like NCIS. Okay. I, I think you. he was in Cheers. Like he's oh, in shit. a All fuck right. ton of stuff. So I was like, oh, look at legit actress. It's yeah. just stuff I don't watch. Yeah, because when I saw him, he like, and I didn't know if I like recognized him from Celebrity Ghost Stories. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't know who the fuck you are. Otherwise. I don't know if I would either. Yeah. <laughs> In May 1983, Fred Dreyer married Playboy Playmate Tracy Vaccaro. They met at the Playboy Mansion while she was sitting by the pool because, of course, they fucking did. Yeah. Obviously. The next year, they welcomed a daughter, Caitlin. And just two years later, in 1986, the couple split up, finalizing their divorce in 1988 after five years of marriage. According to Tracy, they broke up mostly due to Fred's long work hours on the set of Hunter, which is a bummer, but I get it. Tracy eventually remarried and moved to Las Vegas with her new husband and Caitlin. While Caitlin lived away from her father, who was in L.A., it didn't affect her relationship with her dad, which that's great. Yeah. So, okay. So that's all the backstory of, like, who the players are and, like, everything. Great. And that Carl Weathers used to play some of <laughs> Who knew? Um, I, I, I hear people be like, lots of people fucking knew. <laughs> It wasn't a secret. He was not not on the DL. People were aware. He was on TV. Like you have, I. It's been a really long time since I've been embarrassed about not knowing a fact, and this one like really shamed me to my core. I felt so shitty about it. I'm not even that upset. I'm like, of course I didn't fucking know. Who gives a shit? Obviously, I don't watch sports. I don't either. Not anything I want to waste memory on. But I knew OJ Simpson was a sports player. Of the football, <laughs> he's that a was movie the star. He's a movie star. Uh, Nordberg. <laughs> I mean, he's a fucking monster, but he I was still... pretty amazing in the Naked Gun movies. I still 
still will never, never forget Elise calling me out and being like, I mean, he played football too. He's like, <laughs> you really focused on the one thing he was not even that famous for, but sure. <laughs> Elise, I, I adore you. Oh, we're obsessed. Because facts. Um, uh. All right. So the segment on celebrity ghost stories starts off with Fred saying, quote, I told this story to my brother and he didn't like it. End quote. Can you fucking handle it? I'm so fucking obsessed. This is why I love celebrity ghost stories. I'm so... I literally already have chills. What is wrong with me? No. Oh my God. This is the magic of celebrity ghost stories and why we have to... Again, in the top four. So it's become friends with Dave Grohl. (laughs) (laughs) It's in the top four. (laughs) I'm a little pissed that celebrity ghost stories did not take precedent over that. Oh, they're not in order? No, they're not in order. No. no. It's a round robin situation. It's a round robin. Cool. And revamping celebrity ghost stories with us doing this. Yes. It's in the top four. Yes. And then it's like, oh, and like quitting our jobs and like doing this full time. Yeah. And who knows what the other four, the other one is. Give a suggestion. We'll take it. There you go. But this is why we're- watching the same. (gasps) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. There we go. (laughs) There we go. Got the top four. He continued, quote, some people don't have that capacity. They're too rooted in literal linear thinking. If it's not in front of me and I can't feel it, touch it, then it's not real. And so much of life is not that. End quote. Yes. I'm obsessed. Facts, though. Oh, for sure. So, okay. And then the episode, the screen goes black and the following text appears. Mm. Oh my God. Okay. Quote, what began as a simple trip with his daughter, ellipses. <gasps> Ended in a tragic discovery. End quote. Can you fucking handle it? Oh my God. My God. Celebrity ghost stories. Obsessed. So at some point, and they don't really get into this, Caitlin had moved to the East Coast. So in October 1998, Fred made a trip back East to see his daughter and to take her on a tour of prospective high schools. And because they live across the country from each other and they don't get to see each other a lot. So Fred decided to take this as an opportunity to bond with his daughter. Yeah. Great. A little mini vacation. Exactly. Yeah. Mini vacay. So they drove down to Washington, Connecticut to look at this school on the outskirts of town. The school was about 120 years old and still had the original buildings. And there are these, exactly, they're these like big grandiose structures. And Fred said that walking around campus was like going back to the beginning of the century. Okay. So Shit. like, very yeah, cool. I love it. So they're on the tour and they're on the athletic field and their tour guide, Ashley, tells the group that she's going to show them the pool. So they walk behind the gym and the group goes up the ramp that led to two double doors. And Fred said that when Ashley opened the doors, they were met with this cold blast of air that it was like definitely weird. Okay. And I'm also like, you wouldn't have like a, I don't know. I don't do anything remotely athletic, but that's a lot, right? To be very cold, like in a pool. Yeah. Like that's not usual. I feel like. And the thing is they've been going in and out of buildings all day. So it's not like. Oh, well, we were outside and we're inside now, but it's, it's AC. It's like, right. Yeah. That there's something off about how cold this particular building is. Okay. And as they continued through the hall towards the pool, Ashley stopped to point out the wall of trophies, plaques, and achievements. Fred said, quote, and as she said that, I looked to the right of me at the wall, but I didn't see plaques, trophies, and achievement awards. I saw headstones. <gasps> end quote. Can you fucking handle it? Oh my God. No. He continued, quote, headstones covered the wall top to bottom. I didn't know what to think. End quote. Get the fuck out of there. That's what you think. Girl, for sure. (gasps) For sure. 
Also, you're not going to this fucking high school. Girl. The Headstone High School? No. Get the fuck out. <laughs> the Headstone High yeah, School? Yeah, no. I love this. So they make their way over to the pool area, and Fred says that the pool water looked completely black. Okay. No. No. Like, not, like, dirty, but just, like, black. Like a black mass. Weird. And, like, it shouldn't be dark in there, really. It's during the day. Yeah. And there's, like, windows and shit. It's a fucking pool. Pool. Usually they're not dark. But it's a thing, like, it's not like it's dark in here. It's, like, the water water is black. The water is black. Mm. No, 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 no. And he went on to describe what he saw. Quote, Two boys dressed in tank top one-piece bathing suits with a belt around the middle. Their heads were dropped and their hands were folded in front of them. (gasps) Around them was a cluster of boys jumping and diving from the deck of the pool into the water. But when they would dive, it was like jumping into an inkwell. (gasps) And I didn't know what the hell I was looking at. End quote. What the fuck? Right? Can you fucking imagine? Yeah, and like, is he hallucinating? Like, right. And I'm sure he's probably like checking in being like, I'm sorry. Did like, I see this? Like, like what's, what's happening? Yeah. So he ducks out and he steps out of the building for a hot sec, like back into the sunlight just to collect himself and have a kiki with himself to be like, did I actually see what the fuck yeah. I saw? Because if so, what the fuck? Two little boys in old timey swimming trunks? Great. Diving into like basically what looks like an inkwell. Yeah, cool. And with that, the group walked outside and met back up with Fred. He said, quote, I have never experienced that in my life before or since. And it was as clear as I am here in this room. End quote. Can you fucking imagine? No. Because even shit that I've like seen hasn't been like that. No, no. It's never been that I'm confused. About like literally what is reality almost. Right. Like like I know that there's something that's not supposed to be there. Because it's off. And not like, like... hey, there's another person here. Yeah, or like, this water I know should be clear. I should be able to see through it. It shouldn't be black like fucking ink. I'm not seeing a trophy case. I'm seeing headstones. Headstones, Can you fucking imagine that? (sighs) No, no, no. Oh my God, I have like all the chills. So he and his daughter leave the campus and go back to their bed and breakfast. And he starts with all the dad questions. What did you think of the school? What are the pluses that you liked about the school? And they talk about how beautiful the campus was and blah, blah, blah. Then he asks her, what did you think of the pool? (gasps) Oh my God. Okay. He said, quote, she became ashen. (gasps) Did you see the headstones on the wall? (gasps) I'm so here for this. End quote. I gave myself full body chills. Oh my God. Oh my God. Celebrity Ghost Stories is amazing. Again, like. Such a good show. But like. The reenactment budget trash, is but trash. It's but, ridiculous, but like, oh my God, I'm laugh at the reenactments and then gasp at the fucking ghost stories because they're crazy. They're amazing. Ugh. And we're going to get successful and remake celebrity ghost stories. This is my favorite type of ghost story too, is when you're like, hey, um, did you see? And then the person like fills in the thing you saw. Exactly. Oh yeah, totally this thing? Yes. Oh my God, yes, it's my favorite. And she went on to describe the boys with their heads <gasps> bowed and their hands cupped in front of them and that there were five of them diving in the water exactly the same as fred had seen oh my god why the fuck wasn't the tour guide like okay so here's the little boys uh here's their friends jumping into the water here's the wall of uh headstones yes of course welcome yeah make yourself comfy caitlin told her father quote i saw you stand out there i turned around i saw you you didn't see me but i saw you back out 
and I knew you had seen it. End quote. Oh Literally, I just had like back to back waves of chills. Yes. Oh my God. I'm so obsessed with this. Fred asked his daughter if she thought anyone else had seen them. And she replied, quote, no, I don't. End quote. I'm so obsessed. Literally nonstop chills. Like no, that's. I can't handle it. I can't. And he sent a camera to us, quote, and her recollection of it. The impact of how she perceived it was exactly what I felt. Fuck. End quote. Oh my God. Oh. So the two spend the rest of the night processing and taking everything in about what happened in the pool that day. Yeah. And the next morning, they go back to the school and they go to see the headmaster and they thanked him for his hospitality and said that they would be talking to him again soon. Then Fred said to the headmaster, quote, can I ask you a question? did anything happen at the swimming pool? End quote. And the headmaster went on to say that in the 1920s, two boys drowned in the swimming pool, but that it was the only accident that had happened in the school's 100 plus year history. And like, like it's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. This happened like 100 years ago. Don't worry about it. They're not like still chilling in the pool. No. And the headmaster said, why do you ask? <gasps> like, bitch, you know why. You know why. Yeah, clearly. I can't be the first person to have this experience and ask this question. Girl. Like, I'm pretty sure you get this all the time. Girl. Yeah. Fred replied, quote, oh, nothing. Just curious. I heard someone mention something about that. End quote. Like, cool. Nice. And here's the thing. The headmaster confirmed everything that they fucking saw. Yeah. Like, it was like, oh, yeah, this happened. But, like, whatever. No big deal. It's fine. But it was only the pool. Yeah. Only the pool. And it happened, like, 100 years ago. Whatever. It's totally safe now. It's fine. Yeah. So the former NFL player and his daughter thanked him, and they quickly hightailed it the fuck out of there. Incidentally, Caitlin opted not to go to that school and chose to go to one in Maryland. Smart. Which... A non-haunted pool. Yeah. Very smart. Yeah. There's something about... The pool, like a pool being haunted, like freaks me out more than just like a dorm being haunted. Yes. I don't know why, but I feel like it could like hold you under. Literally, I was thinking the exact same thing. Like, I know that sounds crazy. I like, get it's it. like, I do, but I like, I mean, that's the fear, right? That I something, drown yeah. and I need to have you meet the same fate. Yes. And here's the scariest part like, they would just assume you drowned. Yeah. It was just a freak accident. Girl. You like. Oh, hmm. got tired and got a fucking Charlie horse or some shit. And Whatever. And couldn't fucking make it to the side of the pool and you drowned. They would never know that a little ghost child pulled your ass yeah. under and killed you. And you would just be another one in an old tiny <gasps> bathing suit with yes. your head bowed. No fucking thank you, Caitlin. You made the right choice. Correct. Looking back on his paranormal experience, Fred said, quote, We looked upon what had happened as a positive you could feel that our relationship had jumped up a couple notches. Yeah. She said, as in Caitlin said to him, I believe you came here to take me to this school so we could have this experience. And (gasps) so, I know. That's so cute. And so it was a bonding moment. And for that, I'm grateful. End quote. I love that. That's so true. That like brings you together. Because it's like a thing... Sure, you can go through just, like, a normal traumatic experience, and obviously that brings you together. But, like, this is something that other people would yeah. not believe or get. You're or right. even if they do believe it, because I totally buy this, it's not the same as, like, you saw that shit too, right? Yes. And then had to be like, uh, am I seeing this? Is anyone else seeing this? I'm just going to pretend to be cool. Yeah. Like, it's not happening, but I totally see what the fuck is happening. But like, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. exactly. 
And while they never name dropped the school, obviously I had to give it a goog. Oh, yeah. With the info <gasps> that they Monique, gave. Tell me, girl. girl. With the info they gave in the episode to see if I could find something. And I came across the gunnery, now known as the Frederick Gun School. It's a private boarding school in Washington, Connecticut, which opened in 1850. Okay. In addition to being an abolitionist, which, fuck yes, Frederick Gunn was known as the, quote, father of recreational camping, oh. end quote, in the United States. So Good for you, dude. Get it. I mean, you know, there are people who like camping. I don't understand why. But uh, this guy basically <laughs> pioneered it in the United States. This guy's not your hero? Is that what you're telling me? No. Okay. I mean, here's the thing. He's actually really fucking rad. He's really cool. Yeah. But uh, the camping, I was like, mm, that's pass. a hard pass for I'm me. good. Thanks. So at the school, there's a huge emphasis on nature, recreational activities, and sports. Today, the school has 35 teams competing in 15 sports. And get this. This is on their their school website. Every student is required to participate in a co-curricular activity every term. All new students are required to play at least two interscholastic sports. All returning students must participate in at least one interscholastic sport, whether it's football, softball, or Highlander ice hockey, which is co-ed and open to students, even if they've never laced up a pair of skates before. A.K.A. There's no way in hell I would fare well at the gunnery. I'd be like, fuck, nope, no, no fucking thank you. You're talking to the girl whose physical education credits came from sailing and canoeing <laughs> and yoga. That's my fucking sport level. So I also had yoga as a physical of course, credit. yeah. What, was I going to fucking play tennis in the fucking heat of Florida? No. Well, I also had tennis, but it was oh, in Long Island. It was tennis and... See, this is what a fucking, um, this is a side thing. This is what a fucking sham and a business that the fucking university system is. My last semester, I did tennis, yoga, and pottery because I needed those credits. <laughs> so my parents paid a fuck ton of money for you to for basically me to get a summer camp. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, that's great. Instead of just being like, because what the fuck am I learning? Are you kidding me? Just let me fucking graduate. <laughs> Ridiculous. Be a potter as a career? What? Shockingly, no. No. All right. In 2019, the school newspaper even published an article titled The Ghosts of Gunnery's <gasps> Past that interviewed students about their spooky, unexplained experiences with the paranormal. But none of these stories mentioned the boys, and most importantly, I found no record of there ever being a pool at the gunnery. So, I don't know what school it is. Okay. And if anyone has any intel, yeah. let everybody know. Because literally, like, I was like, well... What was maybe they changed like the name of this of the town, you know, because this was a long time ago. Yeah. But it's been Washington since like 1774. It's been maybe the vibes in the pool were so bad they did something else with it, right? And I even they, tried like, to like it in or something and made it a gymnasium or some shit. I tried to look up like newspaper articles because also he says it's on the outskirts, okay. so who knows where, what, that really where the is, fuck yeah. that is. But if anyone knows, has the intel, let me know. I want to know. Fuck. Jinx. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> oh my God, you guys. We're so in sync today. I love it. I love it. So yeah, that's the story That was of amazing. Brad Dreyer and his trip to see. I love that one. Yeah. I hadn't, I did not remember that one at all. That one's really creepy. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because it's the episode right before the Hotel Chelsea with Michael Imperial. Oh really? They're that's like funny. Back to back. And I was yeah. like, fuck Yeah. Because I was like, I want to do the story. I don't remember who the fuck did it. So I'm like Googling like 
pool ghosts <laughs> celebrity ghost stories. <laughs> pool ghost. Possessed pool? I don't know what you want from me. And the thing is, is that Amazon Prime also has the titles incorrect. On oh, does a couple it? I didn't episodes. Shit. The Michael Imperioli episode and this episode, the titles are switched. Okay. So if you go on Amazon Prime and you're looking for the episode, it's I think it's the it's either the first or the second of season two. Whatever one it says it is, it's the one before, before or after. You should watch both episodes because they're great. Such a great show. <gasps> so good. I love it so much. There's only a couple that I actually like remember everything, like not everything, but I remember right off the top of my head. Yeah. Like the Jeffrey Ross one and the oh, yeah. one are like two of my favorites, I think. But yeah, I love it because like it's been so long that now even when you tell me these stories, I know I've watched this episode, but I have no recollection. Yeah. Of it, so yeah. It's, uh, oh, and also a funny side note. Oh, tell me. The guy who plays the headmaster in the reenactment, if you watched The Nick, he also plays the Monsignor in The Nick. And... Oh, shit. I actually was in a theater company with him, so I know him. No way! That's yeah. a nice guy. Nice. Richard Porter. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. Get it, Richard. Because I was like, is that Richard? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god, I know him. It's always a very... Like, I don't give a fuck when I'm in anything. I'm just yeah. like, great, I got the credit for my reel and I got paid. Yeah. Um, and people are like, oh my god, you're say I'm like, yeah, cool, whatever. But whenever I see someone I know, I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> this is like when you told me you were in the detour and I lost my mind and you were like, it uh, like really wasn't a big deal. And it was I was a like, long day. I shot at a motel. <laughs> anyway, I was more excited about that than Monique was. I d- yeah, I was like, uh, yeah, whatever. I haven't even seen it. <laughs> it's, it's a really good show. Yeah. In case okay. anybody wants a... It's kind of a gross-out show, in my opinion, oh, which is, like, no, where, no, like, no. some shit happens that's, like, then you have, like, a visceral reaction oh, to it. Oh, then yeah. I can't do that. Uh, but a, a, this girl I went to high school with, I ages ago commented on my Facebook wall being like, did I just see you on the detour? I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, did I look good? And she's like, you look fucking hot. I'm like, fuck yeah. All right. That's all I need Nailed to Nailed it. That's all I want. <laughs> so, yeah, Celebrity Ghost Stories. Check that shit out. It's so good. So good. And so then good. when we redo it, check our shit out. Hell Yeah. That uh, is happening. Yeah. That is going to happen. We're manifesting that. Absolutely. Fucking lootly. Hell yeah. Do you have something to titillate me for the crime time? Oh, girl. Titillate indeed. Yes! <laughs> I'm so excited. So this one is going to be a little bit late since by the time this comes out, Father's Day will have been last weekend, but I figured better late than never. Since I, I was feeling that vibe while I did my research, that was where to. my head was at. I was like, oh, we didn't do a Father's Day thing. Girl, I, like, I got you. And then, and I was like, and like, even though June is Pride Month, like Pride Day is actually next Sunday. And I was like, well, we fucked that up. God oh. damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Just a little, the old switcheroo. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, dads. I was like, Sorry. We, still, we still love you. So much. So much. Yeah. So happy Father's Day. Happy Belatedly. Father's Day. Yes, to all the dads out there. I hope this isn't about like a... Oh, no, girl, I would not do that. Okay, no. good. Because no, I'm like, no. happy Father's Day. Here's, here's a story about a dad us. who's trash. Uh, no, I would never do that to you guys. <laughs> Thank God. This one's a good one. Yay. And this one's for you guys. Dad's out there. Oh, so. my God. I wink, love this. Wink. I'm so excited. Good. All right. First and foremost, sources. TrueCrimeDaily.com, KWTX.com, and TheDailyBeast.com. All right. In 2009, Brandon Moore, a former Marine, his wife, Leon, and their three kids, including their nine-year-old daughter, Madeline, moved all the way from Minnesota to Waco, Texas. Mm. Madeline, who frequently went by Maddie, was a fun-loving, free-spirited girl who loved to play dress-up and adored the 80s TV show, 
Punky Brewster. Girl, same. I'm obsessed with you. Right? Who didn't love Punky Brewster? Full disclosure, I never watched it. You're you're a touch young. Um, it, it was, yeah, it came out like right before I was born. So. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> Maddie is way younger than I am. And <laughs> I mean, she was born in 2000 and she watches Punky Brewster. So really, I don't have any excuse. <laughs> I read the synopsis because I was like, what the fuck is the show even about? Um, I couldn't tell you. It's a little ridiculous. It's it was like, the 80s. Everything in the yeah, 80s was ridiculous. It's like the whole like orphan gets adopted by kindly older gentleman or some situation yeah i believe was the in the 80s they made multiple teen wolf movies oh my yes like that's insane <laughs> yeah like, like listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth literally multiple multiple with movies. american treasures even though he's canadian michael j fox and jason bateman so the everything about the 80s was ridiculous it's so ridiculous Fraggle Rock? What the fuck was, the that? Fuck was that? <laughs> Everyone's just like, it was just super coked out. And they were just like, this sounds like amazing. Like, let's yeah. do this. Yeah. So one weekend, they drove down to sign the papers for the house and explore their new home. While they were there, they met their new next door neighbor, Sean Foster. He was literally the first person they met in Waco. He pulled into the driveway next to them and struck up a conversation with the couple moving in next door. He was a 400-pound man living alone, but he seemed friendly and helpful to his new neighbors. Nice. Brandon and Leon told him that while they were excited about the new house, they were also concerned because they couldn't really afford the after-school program for all three kids. Sean, ever the hopeful neighbor. Uh, Oh, fuck. Why can't people not be trash? I don't understand this. (gasps) Okay. People are trash, yeah. And it's going to become very apparent very quickly. I literally have buried my face (laughs) in my Foo Fighters shirt, in the neck hole of my Foo Fighters shirt, because I'm so upset as to where I'm putting together this is going. Yeah. It's a little security blanket (sighs) for you. Okay. So Sean, ever the helpful neighbor, asked them what he could do to help. Believing, Don't be trash. How about that? Yeah. First and foremost, let's start there. Believing that his generosity was just him being neighborly, they admitted that they needed someone to pick up the kids after school. Mm -mm. And Sean was more than happy to help. He immediately offered to help them out by picking their kids up after school and making sure they got home safely. Brandon and Leon were grateful for the help and glad they had moved to such a supportive community where everyone seemed to look out for one another. Oh, honey. Those places aren't real. (laughs) You ignore your neighbors like a good neighbor should. Absolutely. Right? I've been living in my building for 12 years. I know one person on my floor. <laughs> As it should be. Okay? Correct. But Sean didn't just help the Moore family watch their kids. He went way above and beyond. Like, volunteered to help them clean up their backyard on a hot summer day, kind of above and beyond. And remember, it's fucking Texas, and this guy's... 400 pounds so you know that's not the easiest thing for him to do i mean like why are you so obsessed with me what the fuck right <sighs> maybe i'm just jaded that like if anyone's trying to help me with anything like, what's what do you want what's happening yeah no that's fair that's appropriate if it sounds too good to be true it usually is as my father instilled in me from a very young age yep. which i appreciate mm-hmm But he's trying for the fucking Neighbor of the Year award or some shit, so he's always coming over and, quote-unquote, helping out whenever he can. 
Believing he was just a really nice guy, (sighs) Sean and Brandon quickly became best friends, and Sean ends up basically becoming part of the family. Mm -hmm. They traded house keys, they spent holidays together, they went on vacation together. The family. No, bitch. Oh my god. And like, and For this real. kills me because these are clearly just good, decent people yes. who haven't gotten the memo that most people are not that. Yes, and want to believe that their neighbor's just a nice guy who oh, like wants to help them god. out because that's the right thing to do. Like, no. The norm is that they're not that. And it's more shocking when they are. Yes. And no offense, I know this is very judgmental immediately right off the bat, but like, I'm sorry, I would not trust a single man to look after my three children, which included my young daughter. No, exactly. Literally in no fucking world ever would I ever allow that to happen. You want to come over for dinner? Cool. As long as I see you and your interaction with my kids? Yeah. And there's- Thank you. Not that women can't do fucked up shit, but like a single- man what the fuck is this mm, what's happening here i yeah i feel that you should be concerned i feel that that should have been immediate red flag number one sketch sketch at your sketch yes big time like most guys i know don't want to hang out with a kid and don't want to fucking deal with your kids so if they do red flag red flag red flag big time the family even started calling him uncle sean Mm. the only person who wouldn't call him that was maddie She She knows what the fuck time it is, girl. She watched Punky Brewster. She fucking knows. She fucking knows. She said, quote, I just remember thinking there was something wrong with this guy. Like, he's not okay. End quote. Maddie, you and I are the same fucking person. I'm fucking obsessed with you. Yes. So, and this is literally from the second she meets him. She's getting all of these vibes. Nine. Get it, queen. Yes. Ugh. She said any time he came around, she immediately felt sick, like physically ill, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which, yes, girl, that's your fucking survival response telling you danger. Like, girl, get the fuck out of there. Yeah. And like, what a mind fuck to have your whole family be like, Uncle Sean, give him a hug, give him a kiss. And she's like, no, get this clown out of my fucking house. Yeah. I'm literally sick to my stomach looking at him. Oof. As I'm sure you've figured out by now, Sean was not just a friendly, overly helpful neighbor. He was a fucking Category 5 creep. (sighs) Having set his sights on nine-year-old Maddie, Sean started grooming her, taking liberties behind her parents' back while he continued to pretend to be a caring uncle figure to the family. I hate everyone so fucking much. Oh my god. It started (sighs) with him taking quote-unquote innocent pictures of Maddie, telling her to turn around so he could take a picture of her butt, which, while admittedly odd, just seemed like he was taking silly pictures. Then things began to escalate to inappropriate touching. Oh my god. Uh... Maddie said she was confused when it happened and wondered why he was touching her chest since she didn't have anything there. While she knew she was uncomfortable with what was happening, she didn't tell her parents. At nine years old, Maddie was still too young to truly understand what What was was happening happening. and that that wasn't something that happened to everyone. Mm -hmm. She said, quote, I didn't have the words for it, end quote. Oh my God. But then, as she got older, she began to notice that no one ever talks about what this is and realized that she must be the only one going through this. Mm. She said she was afraid to come forward and tell anyone. She was worried that people would either tell her, one, this is totally normal, so why do you feel so weird about it? 
Or two, it's not happening. No, this isn't normal. So obviously something must be wrong with you. Oh, okay. Right, right, right. She said, quote, that sh- she'd be the bad one in it. Yes, yeah. exactly. She said, quote, I felt ashamed and dirty and I felt worthless. I didn't want to tell anyone because I was afraid they wouldn't believe me. End quote. They do it on purpose. That's why they fucking yes. do it because they're pieces of shit. Yes. Fucking want to throw my gimlet across the room, but I need it for the story. I know. I was <laughs> like, so don't do that, fucking girl. Angry. That's very preemptive. No, you are going to need it. Yeah. A few years later, when Maddie was around 12 or 13, Sean's grooming tactics escalated. <sighs> he started kissing her and giving her gifts and money. Leone, Maddie's mom, recalled a time when Sean offered to take Madeline, just Madeline, to get a manicure. When he brought her back, she had all these little hair things like barrettes and yeah, scrunchies like and clips exos- and shit, butterfly clips, whatever, that he had apparently bought her. Leon thought that was kind of weird and her- Also, what dude takes a girl for a fucking manicure? Yeah, seriously. Again. Like, not to be like gender roles, whatever the fuck, but- flag. It, Girl. Red yes. flag. Yes. Leon thought that was kind of weird and her spidey senses immediately start tingling. When she noticed that Maddie looked upset when they came back, she asked her what was wrong. Sean reassured Leon that Maddie was just upset because she couldn't get her nails done. Despite feeling like something was off with the situation, Maddie's mom still believed that this man, who they considered part of their family, had their best interests at heart. And this is what, three years of this guy? Yeah. Oh my fucking God. Three or four years at this point. It wasn't long before Maddie started showing signs of depression, but her parents assumed it was because of the boys at school who had been giving her a hard time. Maddie said, quote, when guys at school started calling me mean things and picking on me, it was just like, they know I'm a slut because (gasps) Sean's been calling me that since I'm nine. Oh my fucking God. End quote. Yes. I... Oh my fucking god. Like, yes. I. <sighs> yes. There's no words. I'm so fucking angry. There's faces in the hands. Yeah. Correct. I just can't. Yes. Because it's infuriating and disgusting and it's just fucking enraging. Maddie was so anxious during school that she would have to go to the nurse's office because she was in physical pain from the stress. <sighs> Not sure what else to do, Maddie's parents had her switch schools, still thinking that the kids in her old school were the problem. But obviously, that didn't solve anything because Sean was still right next door. Maddie said she lived in constant fear because she knew that Sean had a lot of guns. Because remember, (gasps) it's fucking fucking Texas. Texas. Eventually, the family decides to move away from Waco to the nearby suburb of Lorena, and Maddie thinks it's finally over. Mm Mm-hmm. But, no. as we frequently say on the show, it only gets worse. Oh my fucking Christ. Because Sean would still come over all the fucking time. Maddie, who was 14 at this point, had been molested hundreds of times in the five years that he had been grooming and preying on her. She said, quote, it was just every day, all day, I, constant. End quote. Oh my and again, fucking god. The whole time this is happening, he's her parents' best friend. Like everyone else is calling him Uncle Sean. Like he's fucking great. He gets to come up, he's coming to Christmas and Thanksgiving. Like this is what this girl is having to deal with simultaneously while all this shit is happening around her. I just want to fucking flip this table over. I'm so fucking upset and angry. I can't even handle it. Girl. Correct. Please don't do that. But I'm not going to. No. <laughs> 
Because one, I would never trash your home. Two, I would definitely not trash our like recording setup. (laughs) But I get it. I'm at that level too. Yes. Don't worry. Oh my God. And things continued to escalate. One day while she was taking a shower, Sean walked right into the bathroom. Oh my fucking Christ. Maddie froze, staying silent and fearing the worst. When she heard the door close... She relaxed, assuming he had left. (gasps) She started washing her face, and when she turned around... Stop it! No. She saw him staring (gasps) right at her, which, like, cue movie horror scream, because, like, oh my god, that is my fucking nightmare. This is why I don't fuck with, like, showers that have a curtain. I hate this so... Like, no, seriously. It's kind of terrifying. I get it. If it's not a clear curtain, like, I'm not fucking with the shower. (laughs) At all. I know Psycho did this to me. I literally don't give a fuck. No, yeah, no. And for valid reason, like, Psycho was terrifying. Yeah. Absolutely. But can I, I'm like, can you imagine? No. No. No one should have to. No. Ever. Maddie said she just stood there naked and terrified that he was going to rape her. She didn't know what to do. She knew her siblings were in the next room, but she didn't want to scream and scare them. So she just continued to suffer in silence. I'm so happy I'm not wearing makeup today because the amount <laughs> that I have like grasped my face with my hands. Oh yeah. Is a lot. <laughs> well, I'm glad too. Cause I would hate to mess up your beautiful makeup with <laughs> my, with my uh, depressing true crime story no, for you. Fuck. In an attempt to give himself more alone time with Maddie. Oh my fucking God. Stop. Sean hired her to work for his pool construction company. As part of the job, he bought her quote-unquote work clothes, which, according to her mom, included a pair of quote-unquote skimpy shorts, or as I would probably call them, booty shorts, which, as I'm sure all of us can agree, isn't proper work attire for a 14-year-old girl. It's barely appropriate work attire for a fucking Hooters waitress because they at least get to wear fucking tights underneath it. Exactly. Okay? When Leon questioned Sean about the shorts, this motherfucker had the audacity to tell her that's all they had. Cool, cool, cool. I'm going to just pop into a TJ Maxx. Thanks. And grab something myself. Yeah, cool. Cool, thanks. Thanks. Fuck you. This guy's a piece of shit. So obviously Leon thinks this is sketchy as fuck and something is up. Brandon, It's only put her, t- taking her five years to yeah. put this together? Yeah. I'm sorry, hashtag not a mother, but like... Come on. Come on, guys. I know. Just, you, you want to believe the best in people and really... Sure. <sighs> but, like... do pe- Okay. Please send us a DM. <laughs> do you want to believe the best in people? But, no, no. Okay. Truly. Because <laughs> I, what I want to know... I'm someone... I get vibes, like, immediately. Oh, yeah. I'm like, no. yay or nay? Mm-hmm. Immediately. Well, and if it's that. an A, it's like, uh-uh. This is not Absolutely fucking not. happening. Yeah. Do people not get those? Is that not a thing for everyone? I don't think so, actually. Or 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 has it or was it always a thing and then people have like suppressed because here's the thing, like a lot of times whenever I've like gone against the vibe and then the thing inevitably happens, which is why like I had the vibe. And I look like, back and I'm like That's it was why I there. Had yeah. Cause I'm guessing like these people did not have a fucking vibe. Like uh, is this actually a thing that people don't have the vibe? Please send us a DM or so. an email oh, because yeah. I don't know what the fuck is happening here. Yeah. I don't like what is happening with these parents. <laughs> For fucking real, dude. Seriously. <laughs> So Leon starts to think something's up. Brandon is also starting to get suspicious, considering Maddie got paid, but didn't actually seem to be doing any real work. Because it's obviously just a gross ruse to spend unsupervised time with Maddie. Mm -hmm. 
At one point, Maddie told her parents she didn't want to work for Sean anymore. She admitted that she didn't know why she was getting paid and told them that sometimes she and Sean would just go to his house and hang out. Red fucking flag. Yes. Oh my God. Then, one day, while Sean was driving Maddie to a construction site with him, the conversation turned terrifying. <gasps> Sean told her that he wanted her to try drugs. Oh my God. That he had some at his house and wanted her to take them with him. Maddie was terrified by the thought, but just kept quiet. I literally, like, it's just a bottomless pit of despair. Like, how depraved is this fucking He's person? Fu- it's so not fucking enough. fucking depraved, yes. Every awful fucking thing you're doing, this poor fucking girl? You're what gonna, the fuck? Yeah. You're gonna give her drugs, too? Cool. So you can have even more control over her? <sighs> Clearly. Yes. Oh, God! Yes. I want to fucking murder this person. Then, a few minutes later, Sean told her he wanted to have sex with her. And Maddie said she immediately thought, quote, Oh my God, he's going to drug me and rape me. Oh my God, this is going to be it for me. This is as bad as it can get. Oh my God. Please don't tell me it gets worse. No. Yes! (gasps) Okay. A light. Uh, Kind of, but no. Fuck. Okay. All right. I'm not going to (laughs) talk. I'm just going to let you say the story and have it unfurl. Okay. As stories do. That was the moment that Maddie knew she had to tell someone that this was going way further than she thought it would and that this was her last chance to stop things before they went past the point of no return. So my my brain is like not, it's like not firing on all cylinders because it's been broken by everything that you said thus far. I understand. So he has proposed like not now, but in the near future. Yes. That they are going to take drugs and he is going to. Yeah. It's not like. Yes. We're going to my house right now. It's no, no, no. Okay. They were going to work. So she is untouched in that manner at this point. Great. On June 24th, 2014, just as she's about to tell her parents that Sean is not the friendly neighbor they think they know, Maddie's father succumbed to an agonizing headache that sent him to the emergency room. (sighs) Worried he was having a brain aneurysm, Leon texted some friends and family to let them know what was wrong. And he's like, oh, I'll totally watch the kids for you while you're at the hospital. Oh my god, weird, Monique. How the fuck did you guess that that's exactly what the fuck he was going to say? Sean immediately offered to check I, like, on the kids. I am ready to like rip my fucking hair out. I'm so fucking angry I can't even handle I like Yes, rightfully this fucking so. is surpassing the $10 for me. <laughs> Damn, I never thought we'd get past that girl. I mean, I'm not over it. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm never going to be. But the new $10, guys. The rage is off the charts. I mean, yes. There's no other response. That is correct. I'm like literally like pulling the skin off of my face. (laughs) How fucking angry I am with all this. She looks like the guy at the end of Raiders. It's amazing. Literally, that's what I look like. (laughs) Literally, that's what I look like. Um, I can't handle this fucking story. Oh my God. And when we eventually do live shows, you will get to see all of this. So Sean immediately offers to go check on the kids while they're in the hospital under the guise of his never ending altruism. Leon told him no, but he didn't listen and instead went to their home and molested Maddie while her parents were still at the hospital. Obviously, I, there's nothing, if you're a, a predator and a molester and a rapist and a child one at that, there's no like, you clearly don't have a redeeming quality. You're just no. like, awful in every possible way. Yes. But like, you would think it's like, you know... They're going through a thing. Yeah. Maybe not today. Yeah. Maybe when he comes back from the hospital. Yeah, I can wait. Not really appropriate time. 
And again, that's I understand that that's giving predators a lot of fucking credit. And assuming that they have a soul. Yeah. I literally cannot. No, fuck no. For the record, I don't believe even in this instance while they're at the hospital and he molests Maddie, that it ever escalated to the point of actually raping her. I think at this point it is still, I think his plan is to do the whole drug yeah. thing separately and that this is still just like touching, kissing right. inappropriate things, which does not make it better. I'm not making excuses for anyone, obviously, especially not this fucking gross yeah. piece of shit. But also like, I'm just like, yeah. Where we are in yes. the timeline. Exactly. Clarification. Yes. So... Brandon's headache turned out to be just a pulled muscle, and relieved, they headed home. A pulled fucking muscle? I know, crazy. I have no idea. Maybe something like in your neck or something, and it just like got, I don't know, yeah. Human body's weird, It's really weird, yeah. We're just walking, talking, meat sacks, and that's probably the oddest thing you can be. Filled with blood. Filled with blood and viscera. (laughs) Ugh. When they arrived, they were shocked and upset to find Sean sleeping in Maddie's bedroom. Oh! Leone said she couldn't believe it and wondered why the fuck he wouldn't just sleep in the master bedroom or on the couch if he was so tired. Instead, choosing to sleep in her 14-year-old daughter's bedroom. What was the ridiculous rea- like a reasoning he gave for it? Do you have it? I don't have it. It kind of seems like this was weird and they just were like, okay. And then he, I'm sure, just was like, no, I was checking on the kids. Like, no, and you said like no, but I figured you like, were stressed yeah. out and I just, just wanted to, because he's just, doing like, his passed whole out bullshit. In the bed, blah, yeah. whatever. Red flags. Yes. They're there. And they're seeing them at this point. Like, they're like, okay. Like, we don't really know 100% what's going on, but there is for sure something going on. You're a grown man and you have been caught sleeping Sleeping. in my daughter's bed. Goodbye. It's a fucking wrap. Yes. Never the fuck again. Yes. Are you allowed anywhere near me, my children, my home? Or like, and this is Texas, I will fuck your life up. And and the laws of Texas are like, good for you that you did. Right? Like, you fucking got this. Yeah. Honestly, all I could think of was the fucking abducted in plain sight where they let the fucking guy literally sleep in because the daughter with their therapist. bedroom while they fucking were in the next room. Basically. Whatever. At least those people were fucking Mormons. What are these people's thing? Like, it's really hard for me to not judge the parents super fucking hard here. Mm, I kind of feel that. I think you'll judge them favorably in the end here. So. Given your intro, I, I believe that to be a foreshadowing. So, uh. Because I understand the structure. You do. You're so good of at this. literature. She's picking up what I'm dropping. Hey, I love girl. It. <laughs> hey. Um, so I'm I'm ripping them a, a new one now, because I know that they're they're gonna redeem themselves at some point soon. Yes. I hope. The next day, Maddie had a doctor's appointment for a physical. Leon was running slightly behind schedule, so Sean, stop. <laughs> ever the disgustingly helpful neighbor offered to take her to her appointment. When Leone made it to the doctor's office a couple minutes later, she saw the nurses blocking Sean from coming in the back where the exam rooms were and telling him he wasn't allowed in the room with Maddie during her physical. When Leone confronted him about what he was clearly trying to do, she said Sean just tried to bullshit her again, acting surprised that they wouldn't let him back there and like it was totally reasonable that he be in the exam room with maddie during her physical don't gaslight me seriously when you're fucking molesting my daughter facts so again her spidey senses are tingling and she's like what the actual fuck so when she gets into the exam room and sees maddie she can tell something is up immediately Uh uh-huh 
So she asked her what's wrong. Yeah. And Maddie finally admitted to her mom How many that Sean five years by this Fuck. point. Yep. So Maddie finally admits to her mom that Sean has been touching her and tries kissing her a lot. Now, as you can imagine, Leon was Flip fucking livid. Yeah. She said, quote, give me 10 minutes in a room with that man. Yep. Strap him down and let me do some things to him that are very painful. Mm-hmm. End quote. While she's justifiably enraged, she didn't call her husband right away and instead waited till Brandon got home to tell him in person. When he arrives, Leon sat him down and told him that not only had Sean been touching Madeline, but he had done it while Brandon had been stuck at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Brandon, a sexual assault survivor himself, <gasps> admitted that if Leon had told him over the phone, he would have immediately Just gone, gone the house and, and killed him. Yeah. While Leon understood her husband's need for vengeance, she convinced him that his family needed him more and not to kill the worthless piece of shit who molested Maddie. Yeah, because then he's going to be in the clink. And they're not going to have For doing a fucking public service. Yes. And he's like their main breadwinner. They need him in the family. Yeah. Needing to distract himself, they drove over to their pastor's house, who, for the record, was like, I mean, yeah, I'd want to kill him too. Yeah. Which, like, I get, but, like, I kind of didn't expect from Pastor. I figured he'd be, like, turn the other cheek, you know? See, this is the bad rap that, like, Christianity gets. Yeah. Because they're the ones that are, like, don't live in reality. And say bullshit, like, turn the other cheek. And then they're ones that are, like, um, like, I know someone who found out they had a child who was over a year old by the time he found out. Oh, my God. And then his parents... Went to the local priest to be like, oh my God, like, what do we do about this? What, you know, like help us like spiritual guidance or whatever the fuck. And the priest was like, um, by the way, tell your son, like, he doesn't have to marry her. Just like FYI. Okay. So they're unexpected. Yeah. But see, but the thing is like, there are people who live in reality. And it's like, just because we say this shit. Yeah. That's nice to turn the other cheek. But this dude's been fucking molesting your daughter. You're not going to be like, please, sir, may I have another? another?" Yeah. Like, no, no, fuck this motherfucker up. (laughs) Exactly. Obviously, he doesn't recommend he does that. Right. But but he's like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. So the pastor reasons with him and talks him down and convinces them to go to the police immediately. Mm -hmm. They do. But when they told them what Sean had done to their daughter, the police told them it could take months to get enough evidence to build a case against Sean. If they jumped in and arrested him now without solid proof, they would run the risk of him possibly getting away with this horrific crime. Exactly. Is this... I really hope that this is a case of vigilante justice. Amy's smiling, so I think it is. (laughs) Girl. Okay. Oh my God. I'm so excited because I've been so angry this whole time. Oh no. You're going to feel so justified at the end of this. And that's why this one's for the dads. Fuck. Yes. Oh my God. (gasps) So that night, unable to sleep and plotting ways to take care of the issue himself, Brandon thought it'd just be easier to kill the sick pedophile who had manipulated his family Mm -hmm. and said he thought about just putting his shotgun to Sean's temple and pulling the trigger. Yep. Sounds great to me. Right? He said, quote, my plan was to murder him just straight up. Mm -hmm. Would have had no qualms, end quote. Mm -hmm. Which like, I get it. Yeah. Same girl. But Brandon knew that would make a mess. And he didn't want to run the risk of going to prison and having to abandon his girls. So he came up with a better plan. I'm going to say a thing and you can cut it if this is what it is. Yes. You wait for this motherfucker to come to your house and you kill him because it's a standard ground law. Oh, 
oh, not what this is. Oh, okay. But there you go. Because that would I'd be like, too. this asshole's going to show up anyway. That's a good idea. And I'd be like, well, and Texas will be like, well, he was he was on your property. He was on your property. You don't want him there. There you go. Invite him for fucking dinner and be like, <laughs> boom, he forced his way he into my property. Yeah. I'm not teaching you how to commit a crime. No. <laughs> Again, dude, do with this information what you will. It's not on us. Yeah, I am dreading the day that this podcast comes up in like a, in a court proceeding, and then they <laughs> like, start like say doing this? these. Yeah, guys. it's like, but um, Your Honor, I legally have absolved myself from responsibility because I always end it with I'm not teaching you how to commit a crime. crime. Thanks. If Thank you. Could you. Play that part that'd be great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I think we're done here. Bye. Well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it says right here you would be part of a murder trust. Is that correct? <laughs> Fuck, yeah. Yeah. Fuck, I did say that, didn't I? Damn. Okay. Oh, right man. there on the tapes. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm, yep. Not, there's no coming back from that. I was like, when he was drinking himself to death, okay? <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Oh, and you I- mentioned it in multiple episodes. <laughs> I'm never letting myself live it down. It's too good. I mean, it's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> So Brandon decided to lure Sean to the house and record him trying to prey on Maddie instead. Brandon planned to, quote, put his hands on him, end quote, in an attempt to get a confession from Sean. The next day, Brandon set his trap. He made sure to lock the front door, but left the back door unlocked. Then he turned on the shower in Maddie's bathroom before closing the bathroom door and then the door to Maddie's bedroom. Leon was watching the back door from a neighbor's and was going to call the police as soon as she saw Sean enter the house. They're like legit like booby trapping them. Oh yeah, they Holy literally. fuck. <laughs> I'm joking. I don't actually include this part in the story, but at one point on the 911 call, uh, <laughs> they're like, did you set a trap for him? And she was like, I mean, if you want to look at it like a trap, then yeah, I guess we set a trap for him. Boom. Like, what are you going to do? Thanks. You weren't taking care of the fucking problem. Yeah, also, I can do whatever the fuck I want with my house. It's It wouldn't be a trap if he wouldn't have, like, done the thing we knew he was going to do. Yeah. Because I'm not, like, opening doors to people's houses to fucking molest their children. Seriously. So it's not a trap for me. Yeah. Clearly. Thanks. It's only a trap if, like, you're going to fall for If you're a pedophile. Yeah, exactly. Great. Knowing the state of mind he was in, Brandon said he hid his weapon so he wouldn't be tempted to kill him. He said, point blank, he was, quote, perfectly willing to take the risk, end quote. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's a fucking dad, man. Fuck yeah. Yeah. You don't fuck with, you know, there's a lot about the mama don't bears, but the papa bears and the baby girl. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Like, go fucking taken on your ass in two fucking seconds. 10,000%. Don't you worry. Once everything was in place, Brandon texted Sean from Maddie's phone saying she would be in the shower and to pick her up for work in 15 minutes. Oh my God. Sean then called Brandon to make sure he wasn't at home, then drove over. Instead of pulling into the driveway and honking the horn or knocking on the door like a normal, decent human being, he quietly tried the front door and when he found it locked, he immediately went around back. Since as a close family friend, quote unquote, he knew they usually kept the back door unlocked. Also, lock your fucking doors, people. Yeah. Come on. Unless you're trying to catch a predator. There you go. <laughs> as soon as Leon saw him walk through the back door, she called the cops. Fuck yeah. Telling them there was a man in her house who wasn't supposed to be there, that they had reported him for child molestation, and he was in their home without permission. She told them she just watched him walk in through the back door, 
Then she warned them that her husband was in the house and there was a very good chance that the pedophile intruder was getting the shit beat out of him. And guess what? He fucking was. Yes! Lying in wait for the monster who had taken advantage of his family, Brandon set his phone to record the audio of their entire confrontation, hoping to coerce a confession from his so-called friend. Holy shit. And I listened to the whole thing <gasps> and it is visceral. <gasps> like you seriously can't help but feel his rage and the fucking... And he's beating the fuck out of him the entire time. Mm, no, not not the entire time. He's like, he is honestly like showing an incredible amount of restraint. He's really just trying to like detain him and like keep him down. And mm. he like tells him to like stay down a lot. Yeah. But fucking Sean's like deny, deny, deny bullshit that this lying piece of shit saying the whole time. And he's like, sounds like almost weirdly upbeat. Ew. The, like the whole, I don't know if it's just like his natural tone of voice, but like he doesn't sound upset. He's just like... You know, it's like, like, clearly, I didn't like do his anything. wires I didn't are do crossed. Anything. Yeah. Like that he, yeah. Like clearly he doesn't have like regular emotions and shit. Oh, for sure. But it's absolutely fucking infuriating to listen to him fucking try to like deny this fucking bullshit. In the recording, you can hear Sean rip the shower curtain open so aggressively that some of the <gasps> rings actually come off. Get the fuck out. Then Sean calls Maddie's name before Brandon walks in and finds him angrily asking him what the fuck he's doing. Sean can be heard saying, quote, I haven't done anything to her, end quote. Then he repeats the phrase. See, and that's, here's the thing. If you, if that is your response of what the fuck are you doing, and your response is I haven't done anything to her, sweetheart, you you just just played yourself, homie. (laughs) Like, you're you're like, what are you talking talking about? Or you say... I, I saw nobody was in the shower and not, I wanted to know. I haven't done anything yeah. Like, what? Everyone has his tells and as good of a liar as you are, it's things like this when it's like, you just told me what you did. Yes. By saying you didn't do it. Yes. When I didn't ask you, did you touch my daughter? I just said, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. And you're like, I haven't done anything. I haven't done her. anything. Guess the fuck what? I just opened the shower and said your daughter's name while I did it. That's not sketchy at all. Cool. Yep. Then he goes on to repeat the phrase, what are you talking about? About a hundred fucking times. Like that's literally all the fucking, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Like, bitch, you know what the fuck he's talking about. Furious beyond belief and barely containing his rage, Brandon absolutely berates this lying sack of shit, calling him a fucking piece of shit, child molesting motherfucker. Correct. Which, accurate. Agreed. Yes. Then, with what I'm sure was superhuman levels of restraint, he attempted to detain Sean, telling him to get down on the ground while they waited for the cops to get there. When Sean said he couldn't stay and tried to get up to leave, Brandon- I'm, so- I'm sorry, do you, have an, do you have an appointment? Yes. Fuck you, what, 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 what? You are literally trespassing in my fucking house. You're an intruder. I called the police. I'm sorry, You're I have waiting. a two o'clock? What the fuck I, are you- I can't actually stay here, thanks. The audacity- be arrested for child molestation, actually. That really goes against so my schedule. outrageous. Like what, you're yes. waiting for the cable guy? What the fuck? Yes. Brandon started roughing him up and said, quote, I will fucking kill you. Stay down End quote. Sean continued to attempt to get up and leave, but Maddie's dad was having absolutely none of that. For fucking sure. He continues to, and remember, he's a fucking Marine, and this guy's like a fucking 400 pound piece of shit. Hard ass piece of shit. Child molesting motherfucker. 
Don't fuck with a Marine. Do not fuck with a Marine. Here's here's a little side note of levity. My <laughs> We need some levity right now, so levity. thank you. A phrase, I don't know if this is a fr- I've never heard anyone else use this phrase. But my dad, like, will always say, like, you're fucking with the wrong Marine. Oh, yeah. About himself. Or like and for what is and also dad a Marine? No. no. What? <laughs> That's why it's hilarious. Here's, okay, I got it. So here's here's the thing. So one we're Cuban, right? So, like, yeah. my parents have accents. So, forever, I thought he was saying Marie. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know who Marie is, but you're fucking Apparently you don't with the wrong one. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then, when it was finally, like, it's Marie. Okay. Uh, and I was like, okay, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. And then I, I dropped it. To a friend of mine being like, oh, as my dad says, you're fucking with the wrong Marine. And he's like, I didn't know your dad was a Marine. I'm like, he's not. That's <laughs> <laughs> why it's so ridiculous that he says this. It's just like a thing he says all of the time. I That I have that. literally never heard ever I, from anyone no, else. No, I don't think I've ever heard of either. And I actually do know Marines. I fucking love that. I actually love <laughs> you're fucking with the wrong Marine more. And I might just use that to people and just not tell them the context. Literally fucking saying. I was like, well, I mean, I was like, who's this Marie, Marie. person? She's a fucking bam. Yeah. Don't Nobody fuck with her. her. Shit. And you got the wrong one. It is not your day today. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. Do okay. not get it twisted. <laughs> I fucking love that. So yeah, he's a Marine. He's fucking taking care of business right now. And this lard ass is fucking with the wrong Marine in this For situation. Real. For yes. real. Yes. So he continues to physically restrain Sean, forcing him to stay down and reminding him that not only did he molest his 14-year-old daughter, he's fucking trespassing right fucking now, dude. You are committing a crime. We are waiting for the fucking cops. And you're in Texas. Right? They do not fucking play with that. No. They don't play. Not for one fucking second. No. Dude, if you're going to fucking commit crimes, like literally, I feel like- Texas. Like one. (laughs) They love them, the electric chair. Hey, we're from Florida. We fucking know. Yeah. It's the same. But like, if you're going to commit crime, again, I'm not teaching you how to commit a crime, but like do the thing in a place where you know that you can like kind of get away with it or like you get like a slap on the wrist. Literally, I feel like Texas would give more of a fuck about you trespassing than you molesting a kid. Seriously. Like. Sorry, Texas. But yeah. Sorry. I mean, I love you. You guys are amazing. But like, are we wrong? Like, let's be fucking real. <laughs> no. Yeah. Like, they take personal property very they, fucking seriously. Yes. 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 Big fucking time. For real. That literally, if he just calls the cops and says, this dude's trespassing, like, this guy's going away for fucking ever. For real. They might shoot him on the way in. Like, you don't know. Yeah. Basically. And you're legally allowed to do that. Exactly. God bless Texas. <laughs> <laughs> can in Florida, too. You can I know. Yeah. Fuck. Knowing he was barely restraining himself from beating the absolute shit out of this worthless excuse for a human being, Brandon warned him, saying, quote, don't fucking move until the cops get here and save you from me. End quote. Which like, yes. Also, sploosh. Yeah, I know. Mm. I know you're happily married and you have a loving family, but like, get it. Get it. Yeah. That's like fucking Richard Ramirez. I was literally just thinking that. Yes. Yeah. We're like, like, please help me. The cops. Cops, yeah. please Protect help me. me from this angry mob. Uh. Brandon said, quote, It was between four and five minutes that I had to keep taking him down. He shoved me off him and went running to the front door. So I tackled him from behind. Let's be real. Like maybe a fast paced waddle because he's 400 (laughs) fucking pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Uh, you. Yeah. 
And like, I don't usually come for people on their looks or anything like that, but we this guy's a piece of shit and we can come for him. Yeah. I made that executive decision. Yeah. I don't feel bad about making fun of this child molester and yeah. or calling him horrible things because yeah. he's Fuck a you. fucking worthless piece of trash. So he tackles him and he choked him and kneed him in the face until police got there. Fuck. Yes. yes. At one point, Sean asks Brandon not to hit him anymore and even whines that Brandon broke his glasses. Oh my god. Brandon, on the other hand, wants to go fucking ham on this piece of shit so badly that he literally begs him to fight back, telling him, quote, you're lucky I don't have a shotgun right now. I got one loaded for your fucking ass, end quote. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you ever need like to listen to something to like really get like pumped up and like justifiably enraged yeah yeah this is your fucking jam like put this on repeat fucking <laughs> go to some scouts. yeah fuck surprisingly despite taking a page right from their playbook maddie's father claims he has never seen an episode of to catch a predator which i found oh, shit. absolutely hysterical neither has this asshole because if he did <sighs> what he'd be like what the fuck are you doing it's like I'm just hanging out. Just hanging out. Just some cookies, you know. Just hanging out. You know, I brought cookies and condoms. Like, no doesn't deal. everyone do that for hanging out? Yeah. Just hanging out. 14-year-old girl I met online. No big deal. Just hanging out. However, unlike in the show To Catch a Predator, Brandon was able to exact a little physical revenge on the man who molested his daughter, saying, quote, I beat him up pretty bad. By the time police arrived, my foot was swelling up from kicking him. Yes. End quote. Yes. Which, like, mm. damn straight. Damn fucking straight. Police arrived a few minutes later and arrested Sean, charging him with multiple counts, including burglary, intent to commit indecency with a child, and indecency with a child by contact. His bail was set at half a million dollars. Every day, Maddie and her family checked the McLennan County jail roster to make sure the man who had preyed on and manipulated their family for years was still locked up. Yeah. The day they saw he was released on bail <gasps> was terrifying. Yeah. Once the investigation began in earnest, Madeline was subjected to forensic interviews, meetings with prosecutors, and nearly two years oh of waiting for the trial to begin. God. Uh... Sean chose to reject a plea deal for 20 years and instead decided to take his chances on a trial with a jury. Did he also represent himself? Because he's a fucking idiot. No, he's a fucking idiot, but okay, bro, you do that. You know what? For me, I'd be like, great, they're going to give you the right? fucking chair, you dumb fat fuck. Right? Thank God you didn't take a plea deal. Because then in 20 years, I'd have to fucking be afraid you're out. Yep. On the day of the trial, even with strep throat and 101 degree fever, Maddie bravely testified against the man who abused her for almost a third of her life. Oh my God. Like, it didn't really hit me until they phrased it like that. But like, she was 14. Right. It went on for five, five years. years. Like, oh my God. Like, literally more than a third of her life. I just want to hug her. I know. And buy her a beer. I know. She's a fucking bam, though. Yeah. She said, quote, I was really nervous. It was really hard seeing him, but I told myself, you're not going to cry. End quote. Because you're fucking queen. Yeah. Bamf. She said Sean liked to make her cry and that he thought it was funny. Oh, fuck. I hate you so fucking much. Yep. Oh. Disgusting piece of shit. <gasps> Maddie said Sean wouldn't look at her during the trial and she said, quote, Oh, you now you can't fucking look at her, you piece right? of shit? Fuck you. Oh my Seriously. fucking God. I'm so fucking angry. And I'm sorry that you're on the receiving end of all of this oh, rage. No, it's totally, I, it's totally justified. I totally understand. Give me your rage, Monique. I feed on it. <laughs> I love it. I am so angry at the, like, the, 
The audacity. Seriously. How fucking, like, oh, you won't even trash. look me in the fucking face. Fuck you. Trash. Also, then believe your lie. Look at her like nothing. Yeah. Because like, you didn't do anything. Yeah. Why are you doing do this anything? to me, Maddie? Yeah, exactly. Fuck you. Fuck oh you. my God. She said, quote, you won't look at me now because you know you're guilty. Yes! Literally what I just fucking said, Maddie. You're such a fucking bam. Such a bam. And she's 14. I'm a fucking old bitch. She's 14 <laughs> years old and she fucking knows what time it is. We both know you did this. End quote. Get Love it. her. Queen. She said it was hurtful to hear Sean keep denying that he didn't do it. During her victim impact statement, Madeline told Foster, quote, you can't hurt me anymore. End quote. <sighs> Honey. While Sean Foster continued to insist that he was innocent, when asked why the fuck Maddie would lie about something like this then, he unsurprisingly could come up with absolutely no explanation. Because he's actually a lying, child-molesting piece of shit, and Maddie's a fucking badass. Also, like, you didn't think that was going to be asked at the trial? Seriously? Your lawyer didn't prep you for that question? Dumb. This is the guy who didn't take the fucking plea deal for 20 years. I mean, yeah. Thank God that he's a fucking idiot. Jesus. Brandon and Leon were honestly blown away by the amount of evidence against Foster. He had groomed Madeline by hiring her at his company and buying her gifts like rings and a cocktail dress. A cocktail dress? For fucking what? What cocktail parties is a 10-year-old going to? None. The ones at your house that you host for 14-year-old girls, you fucking creep. With some of the gifts having to be kept at Foster's home so Madeline's parents wouldn't see them. Oh, that's legit. That's yeah. on the up and up. Mm-hmm. After listening to the recording and seeing the sheer amount of evidence against Foster, the jury unanimously declared a guilty verdict on all six charges. Fuck yes. Including burglary, three counts of indecency with a child by contact, and two counts of indecency with a child by exposure. Foster was convicted and sentenced to 55 years yes! in prison and fined $40,000. Yes! Lorena Police Chief Tom Dixon said that Brandon's actions had a, quote, dramatic effect on the speed of the case, possibly helping with a conviction. For sure. Brandon said he didn't realize at the time how much the recording would help. Quote, in whatever way that it helped, that's amazing. In no way did I want attention because of this. At least I got to do something I wish I could have done more, end Mm. quote. I mean, can you imagine those parents? No. That they're like, this is kind of our fault because we kept bringing this dude. This dude, yeah. And we we put her in this situation. uh, Heartbreaking. Oof. Heartbreaking. Discussing what he thought was going to happen to Sean after the fact, Uh Brandon said, quote, I don't think he'll survive five, meaning years. I really hope the other prisoners find out what he's there for and yep. they do the things prisoners do to child molesters. End quote. Fuck. Yes. For fucking real, dude. I hope that too. I did I, a little bit of investigating on that and I could not find... Sean Foster's like a very generic name and yeah. I didn't have a middle name. So wasn't any information on whether that had come to fruition, but I'd like to think in my heart it did. Yeah. As badass as Maddie's dad is, he is also incredibly upset that he was manipulated by someone Mm. he'd thought of as a friend. Yeah. Quote, I'm embarrassed and ashamed to say that, and it's really made me wary of trusting anybody again. End quote. Which sucks, but like... I get it. Also, safer that way. And it's... And the stakes were so high. And it wasn't like... 
my boyfriend was a dick and like now I like have trust issues. It's like, no, like someone who was like pretended to be a friend molested your daughter for five years. Who everyone called Uncle Sean was literally, yes. That's a very different scenario than like, I don't know if I can trust guys anymore to like date them. Yes. Which that's valid too, but it's very different. Very different. And you're right. Five fucking years. Like if this had gone on for a few months, then you caught it. You're like, okay, well at least we caught it early. Like five years. Oh, to feel like you, I'm sure... I don't think this, but like, I'm sure you feel like you failed your daughter at that point. And like, to feel that. I kind of don't see how you can't can't feel feel that way. And it seems like, despite the colossal lapse in judgment, it seems like they are good parents. Yes. And they do love their children. Yes. So I can't. And it was just, honestly, like kind of even listening to him on the fucking recording, like he sounds normal. Like he doesn't even really sound like guilty or anything. I can see how he could lie so convincingly. Right. Because when he's doing the whole like, what are you talking about thing? He like, he kind of genuinely yeah. sounds like he doesn't know what you're talking sociopath. about. Yeah. yeah. And he's just fucking great at lying. And we want to believe the lies people tell us. And we want to believe we that sure they're not do. lying. Like, and because if the truth is true, then it's horrifying. Yes. And it's just yes. an easier life to believe the lie. And that goes across the, the board, board. You're with so right. So many things. Yep. It's like, I, I want to believe the guy I'm seeing, but nothing's happening with the girl he's working with. Yes. I want to believe that. Because if, if I don't believe that, then it means something is it's happening. happening. Exactly. Exactly. Oh. I know. God. It's like, I get it. I so get it. But it's like. I know. While Maddie feels like she got justice, she still says, quote, honestly, though, I do wish they gave the death sentence for stuff like this. Same. Or life, but they don't. Yep. End quote. Yeah. I. It's never, I mean, I think it's because statistically it happens more to women than it does to men. Um, that is. And I think that yes. that's why it's not a capital crime. And yeah. It should be because, because they're like, you didn't die. And it's like, you have a part of you did for the rest of your life. For the rest of your life. And I'm literally never going to get over this. Yeah, and even if you, like, Here's the get thing. all the therapy and whatever, like, forever, like, that's with you forever. Yes. Here's the thing. The whole, like, you didn't die thing, sure. It's like, we don't want this to happen to somebody else, so mm-hmm. we need to take the person that is the problem out of the fucking equation. I mean, yeah. Yes. And and here's the thing, and if you don't want to, you don't want to do a death penalty, cool. Life. Great. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Sorry, we don't take... I, that's a one and done. You don't get a second chance on the whole molesting kids thing. I'm sorry. No. Goodbye. No. And, like... We I were just rehabilitation. Gladly yeah. have my taxpayer money go to that. Sure, gladly. I'll pay more for that. Goodbye. But, but you don't get a second chance on that. Sorry. No, there is no rehabilitation from that. I don't believe so. Genuinely, showing a maturity far beyond her years, Maddie started doing press interviews at the age of sixteen Holy about her ordeal. Shit. Yep, saying she wanted the world to hear her horror story and mm. be able to learn from it. Ugh. Yeah, which is like kind of odd because most of the times when it's a child, like you don't see the interviews with the kids or yeah. anything like that. Well, because but... a lot of times they, they won't even print the name because it's a minor. Yeah, but yeah. Brandon and Leon gave full permission to for her to be interviewed. Wow. And yeah, so literally you can watch the interview with her talking about this. And she is just so collected and mature for her age and oh. just like so... The complete <sighs> antithesis of that of, this of shit. piece of shit. She's just absolutely lovely she hopes to use her experience of being abused to help others and reach victims by speaking at schools and other events saying quote this happens a lot more than we think it does Mm -hmm. it always felt wrong to me but i would always convince myself that it was okay i'd encourage parents to really talk to their kids seriously about it Mm -hmm. end quote 
Honey. I know. The justifiably enraged father didn't face any charges for beating the absolute shit out of the child-molesting intruder in his home, and Maddie says she's forever grateful to her ex-Marine dad for protecting her from the creep next door, saying, quote, Now I know he's in prison, and my dad beat you up, so it works out. Oh my god, I love that. I do too. Of his daughter, Brandon said, quote, She's my new hero. She's amazing. End quote. I just want to sob. I know. And on that note, I give you the story of, I guess, Vigilante Justice. Vigilante Justice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So that one's for all the dads out there who would do exactly what the fuck Brandon did and take matters into their own hands and not stand for a fucking piece of shit trash human touching their fucking daughter. Fuck yes. Um, so happy belated Father's happy Day. Happy belated Father's Day, everybody. Yeah, We have that one for you. Yeah. So yeah. Fuck, that was all, amazing. Thank you to all the dads out there willing to beat the shit out of a pedophile for their daughter. We salute, we salute you. you. <laughs> 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 That was beautiful. I loved it. Oh my god, that story was amazing. Good. Um, oh my god, I how I hope this person has just met the worst end imaginable. I hope so. I'd like um, to think so. I think so. Um, because uh, a lot of people in prison have kids, and they don't tolerate this kind they of shit. They don't tolerate that. that. Yeah, that's actually one of my weirdly uh, favorite things about prison. If one has Same. a favorite thing about prison, is that like, despite the fact that they're criminals and they're supposed to like not really have a moral code, they sure like, do. They fucking got one. And yeah. that's the fucking line. You don't fuck with kids. Nope. Yeah. That's the fucking thing. That's the fucking thing you don't do. That's the thing. They can I, forgive. You rape a woman. Fine. You murder somebody. Fine. Whatever. You steal. Whatever. Fine. We get it. You don't fuck with a kid. don't fuck kids. That's how you get shivved. A girl. And you know what? It's weird that like, that has to be a line. <laughs> yeah. Like that that's even needs to be stated. You would think it was just like a baseline. Yeah. And- no, we have to say that. And whatever, there's a whole thing of like, this is a mental disorder and blah, blah, blah. And like, and maybe it is like, I, I don't know. I fuck, I don't know yeah. shit about fuck. But because there's lots of people who, who have those urges and don't act on them because they know they're wrong. Yes. And they go and they seek help. Yes. Then you can do, that's always an that's option to you. That's what you can you. do. Yes. Yeah. You could be like, hey, I'm like having some thoughts. They are very clearly not good. Like yeah. this would not be okay. Like I, it's awkward and embarrassing and I don't want to say this, but like. Go get help. Talk to somebody. Like, yeah. The solution is not to sexually assault a child. That's never the solution to anything. Like, let me just put that out there as a general rule. And I I was listening to this podcast having to do with the subject matter because I just want to be upset all the time, apparently. <laughs> and it was something just that- Just love like, to be enraged as you're right? That like- Statistically, they're always repeat offenders. Yes! And that's statistically... The, that's why I, I said one and done. You don't get a fucking second chance. I'm sorry, but yeah. like you don't. And I think statistically the number of like offenses or like it's like over 185 oh. in a lifetime. And you're like... Seriously. This needs to be this a capital so crime. easily fixed. Like you fucking knew from the first time. Like, okay, we have a problem here. This needs to be a capital crime. Yes. Like it needs to be. Fine. And even if you don't want it to be like... The death penalty, that's fine. It, they need to be put away forever. Yes, I completely agree. That story was amazing, though. Good. I'm glad you liked it. I hope all the dads out there liked it. Happy Father's Happy Day. Happy Father's Day. Belatedly. Yeah. We're slacker daughters. Sorry. I mean. <laughs> I admit that. My dad knows. Sorry. You can ask him. It's fine. Sorry. I'm still trying to keep a ruse that I'm a good daughter. 
It's not, I don't think it's going I was like, great. how's that going? Yeah. It's not going great. <laughs> I um, gave up years ago. It's been much better, honestly. <laughs> See, that's the smart way to go. But uh, I haven't I haven't learned that. There, I, I think I mentioned that there was this meme that I saw years ago that it was like, uh, I don't make the same mistake twice. It's like nine, ten times. Yeah. <laughs> then I get it. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> here's, here's also the difference. I'm an only child. So like, it's like, sure. what are you going to do? Not talk to your only daughter right. and like be mad at me? No. Oh, obviously. no. I'm amazing. I'm the best child. There's a competition the of the sibling. Yeah. You yeah. have, you have to be good because you have competition. Whereas like, I'm like, I can fucking phone it in because I'm the only one. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, guys. We're so obsessed with you. We have a True Listener Tales episode coming up, so we want to hear all of your fucking stories. Everything. Everything. We don't even give a fuck what it is at this point. Scary, weird, creepy. If it's cool, weird. Yeah. You're like, guys, you'll never fucking believe. I want to fucking hear it. I want to hear it, yeah. Bleeding from the eyes? Oh my god. I, I I hope... I hope no one has that story. Just for your sake, but like, I mean, if you do, and you want to, if you do, a lot of Betty know. In, yeah, like, for I'm sure. not going to say no. So send those to our email at another fucking horror podcast at gmail.com with a period instead of the you and fucking. Please follow the show on Instagram, another fucking horror podcast. You can find me at Pin Up Girl Mo. You can find me at Lobotomy, and that's Lobot, period, Amy. And guys, keep it cute, keep it creepy. Bye. Bye.